Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. And um, um, I will try to speak in one language, I hope, you know. Uh, so um, I'll try to do both uh, in some other occasions, but it hasn't worked it out fine. So uh, my uh, beautiful wife is translating in Spanish. So you want to hear at least her voice. You can take some radios there and hear the uh, message in Spanish. We have gone through uh, uh, this great study about Acts, and you know we're getting to um, we're getting to a very important time for Paul. And um, the 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 subject, the theme for today is called dreams for God. And that's what really Paul was having dreams for God. And after enduring a long journey toward Rome. To appeal his case to Caesar, Paul and other travelers spent time shipwrecked on Malta. You know, three months, if you remember last, uh, last week preaching. Where he healed the sick, he arrived in Italy, and he does not cease to speak the good news that God has acted through Jesus Christ. Paul was always strategic about everything that he was done. And even in a position that he was, uh, that he didn't have control, um, he always wanted to serve and do things for God. And he was capable even to get in front of the Caesar. You know, what a, what a great uh, desire from these men. Um, I believe we all have to have dreams for God because... Um, most of us, most of the time, we want a, you know, we want a good career, and um, a, most of the time, uh, uh, we, we live in a country that people fight about. Who, I want a nice house, and uh, I want a good car, and those are not bad things, you know. But you know, we we want those things. We work hard for for all kind of different material things, but. You know, we don't, sometimes we don't work hard for things for God. I know you, when, when, when we are younger, you know, and um, I'm not all, I'm, less, I'm, I'm just less young, you know. So <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Um, you know, we dream a lot. Oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um, we have to start thinking, we, as Christians, in the time we are, we have to start thinking, okay, what we dream to do for God? What, 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 have you ever think about that? Yeah, I wanted to study this and go this, move, this, move here, go there. But do you have any dreams for your Lord, for your Savior? Um, we work and, and, and we push ourselves in everything that we see. Uh, but you know, the Bible tells us that all the material things are going to cease to exist. Um, and uh, before we go to our main text, Acts 19, 21, just to uh, show you the desire of Paul says, Now after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, hmm. I must also see Rome. He was like, 
I don't know, he probably was a desire thinking about this large city or about a million people. You know, the Rome was the place, there was this city to go. If you want to impact people, if you want to do something, uh, Rome was the place to go. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about Paul, uh, thinking like, you know, I have been to Corinth and I have been to all different uh, bigger cities. Um, but if I want to, if I want to do something big for the Lord, I, I must also see Rome. He was dreaming. He was, he was thinking, man, this will be a great dream, a great uh, thing to accomplish. Brothers and sisters, what are our dreams for God? Again, what we dream to do for God? We think a lot about ourselves, right? But um, uh, we have to, we have to, like, we have to remember the words of uh, John the Baptist that he says, you know, I must decrease and he must increase in our lives. You know, the more we focus on ourselves, the more we will, will, will find out. And life is sad. Is life is. <laughs> Life is hard and then you die, right? You know, uh, work hard to accomplish things in this life takes time, takes money, and again, all that is good. But do you have in your list of accomplishments something you want to do for God? Maybe you're thinking about right now, wow. You know, I'm just coming here every Sunday. I, I barely, you know, I haven't think about that. Well, if you're, a, if you're a child of God, we should have dreamed to do things for him. We should have, if we are his representatives on earth, amen, I think, we should have think about, so I'm hoping as we go through this uh, today, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and your mind, and you start thinking, oh yeah, we, we do, for example, every year in our family, we do a list of things we want to we want to work and accomplish. Um, we put 10 or 8 uh, goals we want to do, you know, save money, lose weight, amen, right now, fighting for that. Uh, read a book, uh, uh, do this and do that. And some time ago I was, I started thinking, you know, I should have I put spiritual things first and then the things that I want. I should have put God first. I think that's what we should do. Amen? Uh, you know, there, there are not, not too many amens for that. But, you know, <laughs> you know, we live in, in, in one of the greatest countries in the world. But we also have to realize we also live in one of the most materialistic environments where everything will try to push to yourself. And think about you and you, you, you. And not about others or not about God. You know, that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, small groups, you know, um, there are books written about how small groups thrive everywhere in the world. But it's something in North America. Because the society is very individualistic. So small groups are hard, you know, City groups, the, the leaders, you know, we meet, uh, we meet last Sunday, and, and it, 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 it needs uh, a lot of uh, intentionality. 
Because I don't want to be close to nobody. I don't want to mingle with nobody. The society is like that. So we have to pray to God and he allows us to, you know, talk to others and, 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 and relate with others. Um, we have to think what dreams we have for God. You know, um, I didn't meet her a lot or talk with her a lot. Um, but um, a day before, our, our beloved sister Lily Mae went to the presence of the Lord. We have the opportunity as a Hispanic group to go to their house. It was Christmas, and, you know, we were giving uh, gifts and things for our elderly people. And uh, we went to Sister Lily Mae's home, and um, we have a great time. We, we speak with her, and we, and we, and, and, and we pray uh, with her, and, and it was a great time. And the next day, she went into the presence of the Lord. And when I, when I find out about it, I was in shock for a lot of different reasons. I didn't meet her a lot. But the more, the, 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 the thing that I, le- that I heard about her was the love and the years that she served in the children's ministry in Temple Baptist Church. Uh, only heaven will tell us how hundreds of, or thousands of children and families will be impacted by Miss Lily May ministry. Uh, I didn't hear about her studies. I didn't hear about the kind of uh, vehicle she was driving. I didn't hear about how much money she had in her bank account. What preceded her sister was what she has done, what she has been doing for God through her life. Because what we do in our life echoes on eternity. And I, I take that from the Gladiator movie. You know. But it's so true. What we, do, what we do in life echoes on eternity, for good or bad. I tell to our Hispanic brothers, you know, when we get to heaven, some of us, you know, our crown is going to be empty. Probably the Lord is going to give us a mop, and he says, okay, just mop all heaven, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know, but what we do in life is just a preparation for our life in, in, in heaven. This, this is going to be short and fast. Your life in heaven is going to be eternal. We're just preparing to go there. But it seems like here we focus a lot on us more than on, on, on heaven. So everything that Miss Lily may have done, you know, it was important. But the biggest legacy was investing her life in others, was serving in the children's ministry. Um, what are you doing and who you are investing your life today? In yourself or in others? Paul has a desire. And I'm emphasizing all this because all the commentaries and all the books we're telling, this is it. Paul is finally, all the book of, you know, all these like, this is like the, the biggest accomplishment. Uh, then Paul, have, you know, he, his biggest desire, one of his biggest desires, goals, dreams, was to get to Rome. So our main text, finally, Acts 28, 11, um, you know, after three months we put off to sea in a ship that had winter in the island. It was an Alexandra ship, and I'm, I'm reading Acts 28, 11. An Alexandra ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux, 
Um, we put in a Syracuse and stayed there three days from where, from there we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day the south wind came up and on the following day we reached Putioli. There we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. Uh, some commentary says that Luke mentioned that it was a week. He didn't put days because he wanted to let us know then he probably stayed there for a Sunday or for the Lord's Day. So he went to church with those brothers. That's the reason verse 14 says that he stayed there, uh, then spent a week. Just to let us know, Paul went to church uh, with his brothers in Puteoli. Uh, verse 15, the brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming and they traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to leave by himself with a soldier to guard him. From this text, we can learn three things. And I'm not going to go into details. Castor and Pollux were two God sons of Zeus who was in the ship. It's the only time that Luke mentioned that kind of imagery in a ship. And I don't know, he probably was thinking, well, these gods who supposedly were the gods who control the sea and the storms, they didn't help us last time, you know. So, <laughs> you know, different things. And so um, the important thing, three main uh, words I want you to remember this week, trust, rejoice, and align. Again, in this verse, we can learn three things, trust to trust to rejoice and to align. Can you say that with me? Trust, rejoice, and align. Can you say it again? Trust, rejoice, and align. Number one, you can trust in the, provin in the providence of God. You know, God is faithful to his promises. And Paul arriving to Rome was a dream come true to Paul. He is faithful to his promises. God give you so, you know, God give you the sun every day. God give you, like, we have had these days uh, uh, rain. God has provided for, for you food and shelter. God has given you life. God is faithful. God is faithful. Do you, do you really understand that? He is faithful. He has always been faithful. Bible says he doesn't change. So he always keeps his promises. But the question here is what, what, you know, he has gave us a lot of things. He's blessed us every day. Sometimes even we don't have what we want. But, you know, he, he gave us, he gave us, uh, he has gave us a life and, um, and a lot of things. And sometimes we're not, we don't realize what we have given to him. Oh, I give my life. Oh, I give him a couple of hours a week. When I go to church, we have to think about those things. What are you, what, he has gave you a lot. What are you giving to him daily, weekly? At being a Christian, it's just a two-hour week thing. You know, if that's for you, you're missing. You're missing the best of the best of being a Christian. One of the greatest uh, emotions, if I can use that word, one of the greatest Feelings to be a Christian is when you lead somebody for Christ. 
Have you experienced that? If you're having, oh man, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is when you're missing. When you talk to somebody and you lead them in prayer and they receive Christ because you were talking. Oh man, that's, I cannot explain how, you know, the way you feel. And if you haven't experienced that, I don't know how much it is, maybe 75, maybe 80, maybe it's everything because this is not about just only receiving, it's about giving. So um, in Acts 23, 11, says, And the night following the Lord stood by him and says, Be of a good cheer, for as thou hast testified concerning me uh, at Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And you have it there. Uh, in your screens in English and Spanish. Um, Acts 27, 24, um, you know, tell us that. And so, you know, the Lord promised something to Paul. And he has promised he wants to do great things through you. But a Christian life is so, is, 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 we're not dreaming things for him. We're thinking a lot about us. Um, in Acts, in Acts um, 9.15 says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. You know, when, 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 when Paul just received Christ, that's in Acts 9.15, you know, Luke wrote this word inspired by the Holy Spirit because Ananias didn't want to go to help Paul because Paul was a murderer. So he says, go, because this is my chosen instrument. He will take my name to Gentiles, to kings. You know, that, it was like, again, it was a promise. It was a, almost a prophecy, you know. One day this guy will spoke in front of what about if one day you're supposed to spoke in front of the president? What about it? You think you're not able to? I, I think you are more than. But we, 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 again, our Christian life is so, um, we, don't, we don't think, we don't see all that the Lord wants to do through us. No, he, he has done a lot for us. But he wants to do also things through you. Um, what promises the Lord is going to fulfill in your life? Respect to his ministry. In you, for you, or through you. What dreams are you going to fulfill for God on earth? Because maybe until now you have been working hard for you? I don't know. Family. Brothers, sisters, friends, um, there are things that only you are going to be able to. There are people that only through you are going to come the, to the Lord and Savior. And they're waiting, and God is waiting patiently for you. He says, God, I want to dream. I want to start thinking about what I'm going to do for you. You know, um, I was reading a book one time, and it says, 
why, why God didn't use angels um, to extend his message on earth? They're faithful. They're perfect. They will do it. You know, he's not going to send angels, at least in our time. He's not going to send any more prophets. He wants to use us. We are. We are the only hope of the world. You are my brother and sister. If, if somebody right next to you is going gonna, is gonna to find out about Jesus, it's going to be through you. We have to realize that. This is, you know, um, I'm sure my sister Lily May didn't know the next day she was going to go to the presence of the Lord. And we don't know where we're going to heaven. But I'm sure she's rejoicing with the Lord right now. And, you know, and hundreds of people have been going to be influenced by her ministry. But what about us? What we are doing, what we are dreaming for God. God is at work accomplishing his purposes and confirming us into the Christ, into the image of Christ. God is keeping his promises. Are we doing the same? The Lord promised to Paul, you're going to preach in Rome, you're going to preach in front of Caesar. Paul says, I have to go to Rome. And that's where we are right now. When I, was, when I was thinking about this, I cannot, I cannot stop. And I was, this old hymn came to me. Um, and um, this, this, this hymn says, um, um, talking about the Lord's uh, faithfulness. And uh, talking about how um, he is faithful with us. He says, says, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand had provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. He has been faithful. Are we the same? He is going to keep his promises. We have to dream for him. Number two, you know, the, two, the second word, you can rejoice in the saving grace of God. You can trust in the providence of God. You can rejoice now in the saving grace of God. Paul wanted to get the gospel to Rome and then to Spain. Just as it took a lot for Paul to get to Rome, it took a lot for the gospel. You know, you remember we have been learning these last week's shipwrecks, and then, you know, they swim to, the, to, to an island, and then a snake bite Paul. And I don't know, I was thinking like, Paul's going to be thinking, Lord, what's next, you know? Why, 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 why? You know, what else is going to happen to me, you know? He's biting by, by a snake, and he almost died, and 
a lot of the things happened for Paul to get to Rome. And, you know, it took a lot for the gospel to get to you too. Think about how many people and how long it took for you to finally open your heart for Jesus. We have to marvel at God's grace. Acts 28, 15 says, And the brothers there, when they hear about us, came as far as the Forum of Apius and the three taverns to meet us. And, you know, these were not three, three bars, you know. <laughs> three taverns. And it, was just, it was just a small town. It was, it was like shops, you know, market shops. Um, the Bible continues saying on, in Acts 28, 15, On seeing them, Paul thanked God. And took courage. Think about it if you are a child of God. You are among the ones who are already been rich. Woohoo! Amen? If you die, you go to heaven. Amen? Oh, there's maybe half of this sure. <laughs> I hope you're sure. Then if you die today, you go to heaven. Amen? Oh, you know, it's still a, amen, you know. Uh, you have to be sure, my brother. There's, everything is unsure outside of the Bible. Everything. Nothing is. The only thing sure is our salvation. Three things are sure. God, Bible, and salvation. That's it. Everything outside of that is unsure. Don't put your heart in things who are unsure. Oh, I trust in this job. It's going to fail you. Oh, I trust my boss. He's so good. It's going to fail you. Oh, my family, they're going to fail you. God is not going to fail you. Put your trust in him. So you are among the ones who are rich. The gospel came to you. Amen. The gospel came to you wrong. It's a beautiful miracle. You shall never get tired of pondering. It was a joy for Paul to be saved from the shipwreck. It was a joy for Paul, don't die because of the bite of that snake. It was a joy for Paul, don't die of starving, of cold, of being drowned. It was a joy for Paul when he saw the brothers in Rome. And he, the Bible says in Acts 28, 15, Paul thanked God and took courage. You know, it's a joy in a fellowship. It, it, you know, I, I hope you're feeling the same way every time you go to your small group. Every week, he says, Paul, thank God, and took courage. I hope you're like, oh, honey, it's almost time to go to city group. Oh, are we going again? Yeah, because if not, you know, pastor's going to, you know, get on to us. Okay, let's go, you know. I hope it's not, I hope it's not a burden. I hope it's a joy. Every Sunday as you get up. You are excited because you're going to worship the one who has given life to you. You're excited. You know, when we don't come to church expecting something, we're not going to receive nothing. We're not going to receive nothing. When you come to church, you have to be expecting something from God. Um, you know, it was a joy for Paul to see his brothers from Rome and he says in the Bible that Paul thanked God and took courage. You know, in 1 Timothy 2, 2, 4, Paul wrote in 
one of his last letters, First and Second Timothy, or what is called the pastoral letters, for kings and for all who are, and all who are in high places, that we might lead a tranquil and quiet life in our godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the full knowledge of truth. I'm sure that Paul was thinking about Caesar when he was encouraging us to pray for kings and for presidents and for authorities. But at the end, uh, in, in chapter 4, it says, but God desired all people to be saved and come to the full knowledge. Not half of the knowledge. He says, full knowledge of the truth. You can trust, you know, you can... Um, you can trust in the providence of God. You can rejoice in the saving grace of God. Paul took, thank God, and took courage when we saw his brothers and they were coming. And they walk um, around 60 kilometers. Um, you know, that, that the Appius Way, it was one of the main uh, highways, nice a great highway builder to get to Rome. Um, these brothers walk a lot to, to, to meet uh, the Apostle Paul as he was getting into Rome. Um, when I was reading and thinking about this, you know, the, the Bible says that meet him in the, um, they meet him in the Forum of Appius first, who was farther. Some other words, meet Paul in the three taverns, who was a little bit closer to Rome. Still, it was a long walk. I was remember when we were starting our first church in Guatemala, and um, I was probably 18 years, single, young, pretty boy, you know, and so um, full of life. But Sundays in Guatemala, buses, I didn't have a vehicle. Buses doesn't run as much as, as in the week. So Sunday for me in that first church, it was always an adventure. Um, I have to get early, take a bus from where I was living to, to a market. Maybe that was like 35 minutes. Uh, and then in that market, there were buses who will get into the, the area where we were planting the church. And normally in the week, they'll be coming every 10, 15 minutes. Sundays, every two, three hours. So it happened to me a lot that I have missed that bus who was going to take me from the market to the church. And it was about maybe 12, 12, 13 blocks I'll have to run to the church, literally. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, so I'll be there Sunday waiting and thinking like probably that bus is already gone. He's not going to come another one for the next two hours, you know. And so I have to start walking, and if the bus come, I'll catch him. And there were several times that I made all that 12 blocks, you know, sweating into the church. So when I get to preach, I was on fire, you know. <laughs> I did my exercise, you know. 
Several, several times that happened to me. Um, it was fun, but it was, you know, literally, I was sweating, running, uh, and uh, oh my, you know, with die and everything. Um, but I was glad. I was glad. I didn't care about all the issues because, you know, um, he, he has, he has, God has always been faithful to me. That was the least, you know, that I, that I was able to do. Sometimes I will find a brother and he, he was driving. I was like a miracle. Thank you, Jesus, you know. Somebody will pick me up and take me to that little church there. We stayed in that place maybe four years before moving to the States in 2003. There were some times as I was going, I was discipleship in the middle of the week. Because that area was very poor, poor area. We were planting this church. And it was, it was, it was gangs in that area. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a difficult place. And um, as I was going there, maybe coming out of work um, in a bus, people will get into the bus and start stealing, you know, others, you know. And it happened to me a couple of times. They took my watch. I learned that. So next time I put my watch in my pocket, you know. Didn't have a lot of money. As, as times goes by, I think those guys start to know me. So when I get to me, they're like, no, don't take nothing. He's a pastor, you know. And uh, I was afraid, you know, thinking that probably I was not going to be related to those guys, you know. Um, when we just get married, we were just married with, with uh, Wendy. We moved to an apartment close to the church. Uh, there was a big field. There was hundreds of kids playing soccer and basketball. And, uh, and uh, suddenly one guy uh, stepped up in the middle of the uh, of the field and start shooting with the AK-47 just to the air, pop, 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 and everybody was running, ah! That was the place we were living. You know, fun place. And um, it, sometimes I was discipling somebody or visiting somebody, and then a couple of weeks later they told me, oh, you know what? Uh, um, somebody put a knife on Rudy. I remember Rudy was one of our Young guys who was involved in gangs, and um, and uh, and somebody stabbed him with a knife. And um, he was a nice guy. He was just hanging out with the wrong people. And I'm telling you all this because um, even through that, which growing in Guatemala City was kind of was kind of you know kind of normal to me. Um, we we continued to serve him. We continued to push forward. Um, we continue to do whatever we can because, um, you know, he has been faithful to us. He has gave us food and money when we, when we didn't have. And um, God is faithful. You can trust him. God is great. You can rejoice in the salvation you are. You're going to heaven. Amen. But what about others? What about your relatives? What about your coworkers? And you can align, number three, yourself with the mission of God. You can align, you can trust, you can rejoice, and you can align yourself with the mission of God. Acts 27 and 28 remind us, as in Acts 1-8, that Jesus has a mission. 
You know, he didn't, he didn't come to earth to just entertain us. The whole purpose to go to the cross was because he wanted to show us he, he had a mission. And he wants us as his children to continue to do that. Are we doing it? People will go to heaven or to hell this week. And maybe we're the only ones uh, who are going to be able to speak to them about Jesus. Psalm 67. I, lo I love this psalm. I have read it here a lot of the times when I give the welcome. Psalm 67 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, bless us. May God bless us still so that all ends of the earth will fear him. But you know what? All this is not going to happen magically. People will not going to find out about God just by accident. You know, you know what? You know who the Lord is going to use? Do you, can you point yourself through you? Not point to the one right next to you. Point it to you. He wants to use you. He needs, and God doesn't need anything, you know. But we are the only hope, and that's it. He's not going to send more angels. He's not going to send anything else. He has his children right now. And love him and trust him. And he's faithful to you so you can be faithful to him and spread his message. Really, that's it about getting into Rome. You know, and, and next week we're going to learn about more the dynamic when Paul was in, in this house prison and how he shared the gospel with, with, with other uh, Pharisees. But finally, he was fulfilled his dream. He says, God, I'm in Rome. I don't know. I'm thinking like probably when he put his first feet into Rome, you know. And he says, man, God, you are faithful. We read that verse in Scripture when Paul says, you know what? I must see Rome. What, what is your desire? What is your heart towards God? What, what do you want to accomplish? What, do you, what are your dreams to fulfill here on earth for God? He's, he's omnipotent. He's sovereign. He can do anything he wants. But, you know, we have the privilege that he wants to use us. He wants to use you. Let's not waste our time on earth. We must use it wisely and missionally for the good of the nations and for the glory of for great king. What are your dreams for God? Let's close our eyes and let's have a word of prayer. Oh, he has been faithful to you. Maybe he, he, can, he has healed you. He has given you a family. 
He has given you a church family. How many blessings you can count that God has gave to you? Are we living for him? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Or probably the idea of, of us. Oh, I, you know, I have enough. I have to worry a lot about me. Please don't tell me about caring for others. Please, Jesus, don't tell me about talking to others about you. My time is full this week. Lord, we come to you today to ask for your forgiveness. We have worried too much about us. We have forget about you. You want to use us. We are the only hope for the people around us. We are the only hope. And we haven't been serious about it. Thank you because you have shown us as you fulfill the promise of, to Paul, you will use us if we are willing to. You will use us. You want to use us. But we have to be willing. And if you're here today and you are not sure about if you're going to heaven, you know, when I ask that question, are you sure you're going to heaven? If you, if you, if you have doubts about it, you need today, not tomorrow, because tomorrow you may die. Today, you need today. Today is the day of salvation. You need today to be sure about is your life, is your eternal life. So if you're not sure about that, Jesus wants you to be sure. Open your heart. And invite him to come. You can tell Jesus, uh, I'm sorry. I feel bad about my sins. Forgive me about all my transgressions. I open my heart to you. And receive you as my Lord and Savior. So you can live with me. And I can live with you. And if I die today or in 10 or in 20 years, I will go to heaven. But if Jesus is in your heart and you haven't been living for Jesus, please talk to him. Ask him, Jesus, what do you want me to do? And I'm more than sure the Holy Spirit will tell you. Talk to God. Talk to Jesus. Don't wait. He is coming soon. Oh, he is coming soon. Jesus, help us to serve you more and more every day. The altar is open if you want to pray. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.